0: what is good everybody welcome to the gold diggers podcast on the gold standard podcast network i'm rob stats carrera it's friday mimosa michelle is here michelle majuk what's up
1: mimosa michelle without a mimosa because the 49ers had to make me sad all week and i don't deserve to celebrate Goodness. let it's me the longest week of my life. I just want to say that right now.
0: I have to say this to people, and I need to be 100% honest. We're going to get to, there's a little breaking news that just hit. We're going to get to that in one second. We'll get to the wide receiver question, Debo, and IU, and defensive coordinator stuff, and all that. But I have to tell people, of anybody I know, anybody I know, lifelong friends, content creators, everybody, nobody took the 49ers Super Bowl loss harder than Michelle. The texts I was getting, Michelle, you were obliterated, and it had nothing to do with the mimosas for a change.
1: Yeah, I know. No, I unfortunately this was the worst thing of my life, having to write about this game afterwards. I'm just sitting at my computer, just crying while I'm writing. I, 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 I couldn't believe how sad and I was. And then the next morning, it felt like there was a death in my family. Like I just yes. felt so like blah. Like, oh, like it just felt like I was mourning something. I was incredibly sad and it was almost harder because like no one in my family like takes that seriously. Cause I'm like, you know, they're, they're like, we're Steeler fans. Like, I don't care if you're sad about the 49ers. So it's not like, I didn't even ha- like, luckily Kate felt very bad for me and was very nice. But besides that, it was just like, yeah, it was hard. But I wrote you Levin cause I'm like, I can't even imagine what you two are feeling right now with the way I feel like you guys have been fans your whole life. I can't even imagine what you're going through.
0: Honestly, if I didn't have to do this, I would be so much worse because as soon as the, the touchdown to Hardman happened, I just walked downstairs and I was in the show and I was focused on doing a good show. So it almost like delayed the pain and I'm still working through it now. It, it is like a death, like you said. And the only way to process that is to do it with other people and to get through it together. And that's what we're going to do here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. We are going to get through it together. It's going to suck for a while. I keep seeing things that come out. You know, you, the more you learn about it, the more you realize how truly close it was, how the game really did hinge on just a few plays. Perfect example on the third and four or third and five play at the two minute warning. Spagnolo said he actually had a different play called at first, but then the two minute warning happened. And he said to uh, his linebacker, who's got the radio in his helmet, he was like, hey, what do you think of this play instead? And the linebacker was like, yep, let's do it. I love it. And then so they changed it. And then, of course, it worked. And we know how the game turned out. If the 49ers get a playoff before the two-minute warning, maybe Spagnolo, well, he would be in a different call. Maybe it works. The Niners bleed the clock. Like, oh, it's just torturous, Michelle.
1: Yeah, and as soon as that blocked extra point, you know, happened, I was like, well, that's that's it. Like, I felt it right then and there. I was like that's going to haunt them and it did of course blocked
0: extra points or missed extra points i feel like always matter and
1: for some reason every time christian mccaffrey touched the ball in that first drive i was having a meltdown like i just felt like he was going to fumble and then he finally did and i was just like oh i just didn't love i don't know I don't know. I just was too nervous during that game, I think. But apparently so was Christian McCaffrey. Really, he had to be the one that fumbles on the first drive. Really, Trent Williams has to be the one that kept getting the the, the penalties. Like, come on, on to start that game. Yeah.
0: Yep. And can I say this? Because I've seen people. This is the thing that's come out today is the uh, on-field audio of Kittle on the fumble. He's 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 blocking George Karloftis. And he's he blocks Karloftis. And he says, hey, George. And Karloftis. Because he's facing the play, notices that there's a fumble, and he dives on it a second before Kittle. And people are saying, oh, Kittle's trying to, you know, be a goofball and get a soundbite before, you know, fumbling the ball. Kittle's back is to the play. There's yeah. no way he could possibly have seen that fumble any sooner, even if he's not talking to George Karloftis. If you flipped the two Georges, Kittle gets the ball back. Like I'm not blaming Kittle for that specific play, but that's what we do when you lose the Super Bowl. You you look for this stuff.
1: I mean, anyone that had their back to the plate, they're not going to get that ball unless it somehow bounces off the guy that's trying to get it and you get lucky. Like, always, if you see the fumble happen and you get the head start, you're going to get it unless you're just a terrible player.
0: Okay, Michelle. The breaking news. A name 49ers fans might know. Jimmy James Garoppolo has been suspended for two games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substances policy. Apparently... Garoppolo took a per something that was prescribed to him without having a valid therapeutic use exemption from the league. He's not going to appeal. He will miss the first two games of the 2024 season with whoever he is with. Cause he's he is expected to be cut by the Raiders.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that really matters, right? If he misses the first two games, he was going to miss them either way. He wasn't going to be starting for anybody.
0: No. Absolutely not. My
1: biggest fear when I heard that they were planning on cutting him was that the Steelers would think about signing him. But luckily with this suspension, I don't think they'll (sighs) think about that anymore. But I was starting to sort about that. uh, But now I think we're safe. So I'm happy
0: about that. What a disaster for Garoppolo since leaving the 49ers, right? He leaves the 49ers. He's going to be the starter with the Raiders. Okay. Like fresh start. Don't have to worry about Trey Lance or anything like that. And he can't even last half a season. He gets benched, Raiden O'Connell. He was terrible when he played. You know, he gave an interview with Kyle Posey of Niners Nation at the Super Bowl. And Kyle says, hey, man, what if you don't tear your ACL? And Jimmy basically says, one, like, I used to be able to run around a lot more back there. And two, you know, if I don't tear my ACL, I'm probably still with the 49ers. It was a fascinating look. That guy has to look back at his career and think, damn, what if?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was time for the 49ers to move on from him. I'm very happy they did. I'm happy they could see that there was a limit with him. Uh, And I just think, I mean, we could see that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be very great with with any other team besides Kyle. That's why when I brought up the whole thing between Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo, I do think it's an insult to say that Brock Purdy is like Jimmy Garoppolo. They're very, very, very different quarterbacks. Yes. They both benefit from Kyle Shanahan's game. A hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Very, very different talent there between the two.
0: A hundred percent. And Jimmy always seemed like a nice person, but yeah, it was time to go. And it's just, it's spiraling downward for Jimmy James Garoppolo. Uh, That's a shame for him. Uh, We'll get to the wide receiver question in a minute, but JCG 1987 says, is the constant replacement finally catching up to the 49ers? All those coordinators, assistants, quality control, and no one looked up the overtime rules. (laughs) Uh, I do think that having to replace coaches constantly is a very difficult thing. I think Kyle has been good at it, but it's hard to do because, like, you know, it's hard to bat a thousand. You might replace a coach with somebody that doesn't work out, kind of like we saw with Steve Wilkes, and there are consequences to that.
1: Okay, but I will say... (laughs) finally caught up to him guys we have to remember the 49ers made it to the super bowl they made it to overtime of the super bowl they were just uh you know one stop away from winning the super bowl so no nothing is caught up to them. they were still the best team or one of the best teams in the league and i will say like i think we get caught up on these super bowls right because it's all that matters at the end of the day but in the nfl it's so different than the other sports the will be nba they play multiple games in each series against the same team so yeah out of you know seven games the better team is the more likely one that's going to win right but the reason why the nfl is so awesome is that any any given sunday right because anything can happen in one game anything can happen in one game and that means that every year during the super Bowl, the super bowl winner is not necessarily the best team that year it really might not be because it just comes down to that one game and I, I think if the 49ers were to play the chiefs five times they win three out of five or if they played them 10 times seven out of time like i think they win the majority of the games but when they play just one it, you know things happen and in, in this case they lost out by this slight of margin in overtime it doesn't mean that they're a bad team it doesn't mean that they have to make these tons of changes like i feel like all i'm seeing is this guy needs to go this guy needs to go this guy
0: needs to go it's like
1: y'all you're in the super bowl in overtime and you would have won the game but patrick mahomes is freaking patrick mahomes
0: well speaking of that michelle let's get to the central crux of today's show and that is a wide receiver question and the question is pretty simple will the 49ers move on from debo samuel or brandon Ayuk this offseason now i want to get this out of the way early because i know people are screaming at me and people that that you know, cover the 49ers. Jason Hurley, who who's all over the 49ers cap stuff, has, says like, you know, Debo's contract makes it basically impossible. And for the record, yeah. it does. If you cut him before June 1st, it's a $26.5 million cap hit. If you cut him after June 1st, it's $11.4 million. Um, you got to be really motivated to move on from Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk is much, much easier to do because his con, he's on the fifth year option. Uh, you could trade him if you want. Uh, absolutely i think you could get value for him so the the much much easier guy to move on from is brandan ayuk but putting that aside michelle i'm pretty much done with debo like i'm done with him if you watch Why? his his effort in the super bowl was incredibly lackluster and it's not just the super bowl by the way any play where he's not getting the ball he's running half speed hell even on a touchdown pass where he did get the ball he admitted he was running half speed cuz he wasn't supposed to get the ball his floor is so so low there are too many games where Debo does nothing and I can't have it anymore he's one of the highest paid guys on the team he ain't putting in the effort in a Super Bowl I'm sorry I'm kind of done with you
1: I don't know man because they look at the difference of Purdy's stats with and without Debo on the field compared to his stats with and without Ayuk on the field they're Drastically different in ways where Ayuk, uh, I mean, there's it's not a huge sample size, right? And I'm not talking about just games Ayuk missed. I'm just talking about games where he like moments, plays where Ayuk is physically not on the playing field, right? Because I could see that information with next gen stats, and it was only 74 pass attempts but uh purdy had five touchdowns zero interceptions had a way higher completion percentage way more yards per attempt with him off the field and he actually so he threw all 12 of his interceptions with ayuk on the field it's not to say anything about ayuk but like he was purdy was plenty fine anytime ayuk was off the field now the opposite happened with devo i mean everything drastically shifted and talking about the run game oh my gosh when Devo was on and off the field for the rushing game, like the rushing attack, it, it, I mean, it's incredible how much it changed just looking right here. Uh, yards per carry went down from 0.6 to 3.5. Uh, stuff percentage, like getting stuff behind the line, went, went from 13% with him on the field to 26% with him off. The field. Like everything opened up so much more with Debos on the field. And just even talking about Purdy as a passer, his interception percentage went up from 1.8 to 3.2 without him on the field. Like I do think Debo is insanely important to this offense. And Ayuk is a very talented player, but you can find other Brandon Ayuks, Like, especially this is a loaded draft class. Uh, absolutely loaded. You cannot find other Debo Samuels. You really can't, the type of player he is.
0: So, okay, there's that couple different things there. One, that's a different question, right? Like, it, replaceability. Yes, you, it's really hard to find in guys that can run the ball like Debo does and is great after the catch. And I do agree that Ayuk is the more replaceable player. But Ayuk's floor, I think, is higher than Debo Samuel's floor. And... If you look but why? at why,
1: so listen. So, one more stat here to just give us more context around this conversation. So, you keep saying Debo disappears often. Iuke disappears all the time. I mean, so eight of use 19 games played, he had three or fewer receptions. 10 out of 19, he had four or fewer receptions. But I just wanted to give you like a, a little glimpse here, right? Games with three or four receptions in 2023. Iuke had nine of those games, right? Including the playoffs. But so I guess he had some options here games. But that was the same number of games as Jerry Judy and George Pickens, and the reason I'm doing the three to four is like guys that are supposed to be involved in their offense, right? They're getting these receptions. I'm not going to include like guys that get like one reception a game. The only people he had fewer such games than were rookies Jaden Reed, Jackson Smith, the Jigma, and Romeo Dobbs and Darius Slayton, and he's then he's with Jerry Judy and George Pickens. Yes, those guys did not have the blow up games that Ayuk had. I that's why I'm saying Ayuk is super talented in the way he can blow up. But this is also how often he disappeared. He disappears all the time.
0: I think he disappears because Shanahan doesn't target him. Debo disappears because he can't get open against man coverage. He just can't. We've seen it so many times. I feel like but you when can't I,
1: pay a guy $30 million that Ayuk's going to want for a guy that you're not going to consistently target. It doesn't make well, sense in this particular offense.
0: Right. That's why you get rid of Debo so Ayuk gets the targets. That's the difference.
1: No, because that's not going to and I don't, not make that change.
0: I don't, why not? Debo got 11 targets in the Super Bowl. He had three catches. 11 and where targets. Was
1: I, if, if Ayuk was, then you're saying Kyle Shanahan's a terrible play caller then, if that's the case. If Ayuk is just open and he's there, then why is Ayuk getting targets? And why is Kyle Shanahan not utilizing him?
0: I don't know. He's not utilizing George Kittle either. That's the, that's the frustrating part. I would much rather see the 49ers move on from Debo Samuel than Brandon Ayuk They're not going to move on from Debo Samuel because, again, we talked about the the salary cap implications of it. Not this year, anyway. Um, But to me, and and look at like Ayuk is always healthy. Debo's always hurt. Ayuk is blocking in the run game. Debo doesn't block consistently at all. It's too much with it. Like no, I know his ceiling is higher. He can take over games, and he did. He took over the Cowboys game. He took over the Eagles game. Like he was fantastic. So but, you put
1: nothing into it that Brock Purdy struggles with Debo off. You're just saying that's not no, a thing. Because I think the one totally game fun. IUK missed, they were I mean, it was against the Giants, yeah. But the Giants had a somewhat solid defense this year. They weren't a pushover for defense or offense sucked. Purdy had a very good game. 310 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Debo had a great game, 129 receiving yards, a touchdown. Kittle was finally involved, seven receptions, 90 yards. May CMC, obviously, great game, 110 yards. Also, Christian McCaffrey is not as good without Debo either. Uh, those two go hand in hand as well. So I don't know. Like I think this team doesn't miss a beat when Ayuk is not there, and when Debo's not there, the entire offense changes.
0: Because Kyle makes the whole game plan around Debo Samuel, and then when Debo goes out, he's he doesn't know what to do. He has no backup plan. He said there are plays we flat out can't run when Debo Samuel's not there. I think that's a Kyle issue. I don't think it's because Debo Samuel is this magical player. I think if you Debo was... can
1: overcome that, because yes. that's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah. Cause I think if Debo was on another team, he wouldn't be, if Debo was on like the Vikings, he wouldn't be close to the player. He is with Kyle. No. Debo was a second round pick. Don't forget. Like, it's not like we're talking about a guy that was drafted, you know, third overall, like everybody could have had Debo Samuel and the whole league passed on him. So I, I think that you can And if Brock easily- Purdy was
1: on the Carolina Panthers, he wouldn't be as good. I mean, what, what's the point here? We're we're talking about this offense, this system, Debo Samuel and this system is perfection. So why no,
0: not perfection?
1: Okay, I I shouldn't say perfection, but he's very good for this offensive system. The, this is all we're talking about. We're keeping Kyle Shanahan. So what it why are we worried that Debo wouldn't get in another offense?
0: Well, I'm just saying I think that Debo, his raw skill, his raw ability is really not that great. And I think his value as a runner is going down, down, down. I don't think it works. You can't just put him in the backfield as a running back anymore. It doesn't work. The league is caught on. The only time he has good gains on the ground now is those end around round plays. Um, I think that if they could do it, I think they would. They can't because of the money situation, And but I think that they should. I don't like the vibes with Debo. I don't like the... The, he's part of the bad part of the Niner, the culture in the Niners locker room. I don't like it. I don't like it. I would much rather see the 49ers have a core of Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and go from there. High effort guys, guys that stay on the field, guys that are all about football. That's what I would like to see.
1: I, don't, I just don't think it's smart to go pay Ayuk what he wants. He's going to want the $28, 30000000 million, and someone will be willing to pay that for him someone's going to be willing to trade. A well, first he's not a free agent for him and he's get not a it. free agent. He's going to want the money though. So then he might be miserable next year if he doesn't get it. Like maybe he then turns into the, the bad thing in the locker room. Like we saw at a Debo when he wanted his contract, everyone's kind until they want that contract extension. And we're already seeing it with what his fiance, wife, whoever it was, girlfriend, girlfriend I think already starting the videos about maybe he won't be with the team because he's already starting the contract up. He's also going to become a headache. Like, every other player who wants a contract extension, unless you're like Nick Bosa, who was already rich. Like, we stop bringing up Nick Bosa. He was already rich. But guys who are not already rich coming into the league, they're all going to start the drama when they want their contract extension.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see what Ayuk does. I'm not going to judge him based on the actions of people that aren't him. I don't think that's fair to do. By the way, shout out to JCG1987. Do you new think YouTube he would let his member. fiance
1: post that if he didn't agree? I would kill Kay if she did that. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that Debo has total control over everything everybody posts on social media? You mean Ayuk? Uh, Ayuk, sorry.
1: Over his girlfriend. Do you know what she is, fiance? I think it's his
0: girlfriend, I think.
1: Okay. Uh, I would hope so. Oh, my goodness. I cannot imagine. Could you imagine your wife just posting something you didn't want her to about you and your job? My wife would kill me. I would kill her.
0: My wife doesn't double check with me. Can I post this on social media before I do
1: If she was writing about your job, she wouldn't double... yeah. That would be weird. Okay, then that's weird. And I bet you if I ask Erin right now, would she she would 100% say yes because I She know
0: might, but it's not like I say like you must check with me.
1: If if she wrote Something when you are working with Niners Nation or with SV Nation, and she wrote right. on her social media, "Rob might not be with uh, Niners Nation because she he's not happy with them." So we'll see. All over, like that would not happen. Aaron Can you imagine that without your permission? The Stop shock it. waves
0: that would you happen just, on social you media. Make
1: stuff up. You, that would never happen. Aaron would never do that because that would be weird, and that would never happen.
0: No, but would she do it? Is separate from does she have to check with me before she does? Like. Yes, Again, he
1: does. In that I, I'm
0: not saying like, I'm just saying like, you can't blame IU because somebody posted something. His friend posted it's something somebody, about him going to Vegas. It's
1: his wife. Or no,
0: it's not his wife. I think it's his girlfriend. But anyway, if you want to become Either a way. YouTube channel member, by the way, it's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. Please consider it. Thank you. Uh, let's get to some super chats. Andre, YouTube channel member says half of the role players on this team are gone. 49ers still going to have to trade a big name, Debo. Kyle needs to hit in the draft with players who will contribute. Niners can't afford so many big contracts. Well, that's a, that's a, an issue, Michelle. How many times have we seen the Niners draft guys and it's like, oh, they can't do anything year one. It's like, well, then wh- what are we talking about here? Like you've got to be able to draft guys that can contribute right away.
1: Yeah. To be fair, they haven't had very many first round picks in a really long time. Right. So guys going and they haven't even had second either. So guys going in the late third, they're not, they're not likely to contribute right away. Uh, that's just, that's fair. But now that they're getting a back first and second, yeah, they need to start hitting on these guys. And it was their last first round. Well, a it was Trey Lance and that was a bust. Mm-hmm. Well, was there one before that? Javon Kinlaw? Cause that was also terrible. Yes. Okay, so yeah, they need to be better at that for sure. I will say I, I feel like we're ignoring this um offensive line issue a little bit. So this whole off season, we said the demise of the 49ers could be their offensive line. And then, you know, their offense was playing so well, we kind of just ignored it because all their issues were just being covered up because the offense was scoring points, Purdy was playing so well, CMC was playing so well. It didn't really matter. But when it did matter, uh come to the playoffs and the Super Bowl, especially the Super, like they lost that game because of their offensive line, uh, straight up, they lost because they went into the season with Cole McKibbitts as the right tackle and they had no competition for their interior linemen. And they just said, Oh, well, like we were freaking out about this all free agency. And then it looked like we were being a bit dramatic throughout the regular season because it ended up being okay, you know, they covered up all their kind of issues, but. Your team can't win you a Super Bowl if you have 0.1 seconds to find the open guy. Like it's just, they need to upgrade at those positions and they need some competition in there too.
0: I think that the offense, the, the just the raw ability of the offensive line is not great outside of Trent Williams, who by the way, Trent didn't have his best Super Bowl either. Um, but I think the issues in the Super Bowl stemmed more from Steve Spagnolo cracking the code of the 49ers pass protection rules rather than. Guys getting physically beat, although there was plenty of that, too. Um, but Nick Ellert says, would this offense be better with a top young right tackle in the first round or keeping Ayuk and a journeyman tackle? That's the that's the sort of calculus that you have to do. It's not just should we pay Brandon Ayuk money? Like, it's not just a question of did he earn this money? Is he worth this money? It's a question of is the team better? Like Exactly like Nick said with Ayuk and Debo and that combination, with Ayuk making a lot of money and a journeyman right tackle, or one of those receivers not being on the team and a much better right tackle. And there's no way, like, you have to decide for yourself. I, I don't know how you make that judgment, but that's that's the job of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and everybody with the team.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this class of free agents for tackles isn't too bad either. So if they decided they wanted to pay an offensive tackle to come in and then, you know, trade Ayuk and use that first-round pick, on a wide receiver. I mean, those late first round wide receivers, not bad option there. I don't know, you know, the hit rate on the tackles that late. And I know you hate to try just to play them, but you know, sometimes it works like the Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson trade, which is an anomaly. I understand that. But also this class, this is the time to get IUX replacements. This wide receiver class for, I don't know much about the rookies coming in. Yeah, I'll do my research over this month. We'll start talking about them, but I do know that the wide receiver class is absolutely loaded. So they don't even have to take a guy in the first round. They should be able to find a nice guy late there in the second round as well. But if they did want that replacement for our and they wanted to trade him, this is the time to do it.
0: I feel like we say that every year now with the draft class. Oh, it's loaded with wide receivers. No, it's this becoming... last
1: year, it was a lot of snow. This last year was a pretty bad wide receiver draft class, most people said. That's why none of them went till what, 21, 22, 23. And they're all small was the issue. This class is not like this. This class is loaded with real. Wait a minute.
0: Talent. Do we don't think Jackson Smith and Jigba was good? Zay I, I like
1: Jackson Smith and Jigba. But went, I'm saying they didn't go until the 20s. There's going to be three wide receivers who go in this class in the top 10.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't matter where they go. It matters how many good receivers come out of the draft. And I think every year we're like, hey, there's like four or five really good wide receivers well, yeah. that are coming out of yeah, this yeah. draft. I mean,
1: there's a different level of good, right? Jackson Smith, the Jigma in this class would probably be fourth, fifth. Um, And I thought he was number one in last year's class because the, the class overall was kind of lackluster.
0: Tank Dell also in this class. Let's I not know. forget that.
1: I loved him. Well, he was my number one guy.
0: Puka Nakua in this class yeah. as well. If you know, I was talking receiver- about him.
1: He, he, I, I actually I missed out on him too. I did hit the tank Dell, I was in love with tank Dell, uh, but I, I did not, I was not on the puka train. He just came out of nowhere.
0: Well, and the other question with wide receivers, and of course with Kyle, is like he hates rookie wide receivers, he hates them. He's so hard on wide receivers, it's ridiculous. Uh, so even if they did draft a receiver pretty high in this draft, the question is, like, would they actually get anything out of him? And if you're going to move on from Brandon Ayuk and you draft the receiver, you need that guy to contribute right away.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, there are two uh, wide receivers they took in the third round just the last two years zero playing time. Like I know that you can't trust these third, round, late third rounders to like break out right away, but for them not to be, even be role players whatsoever, like for them to never see the field, uh, Ronnie Bell. And I can't remember Oh, Danny gray. Well, Ronnie Bell was
0: a seventh round pick.
1: Oh, what am I thinking of them? I guess you're thinking thinking of Danny Danny gray. Gray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bad Ronnie Bell. Danny gray. Is he on the team anymore?
0: He is, but I mean, you wouldn't know it. The guy's always hurt, first of all. And then when he's not hurt, he never plays. Um, you know, we, we know the story with the pathetic 49ers third round picks. It's been dicey. But especially when you're a team where the 49ers are with so many high price guys, the draft is your really your best chance to improve your talent. And it's cheap. They're all cheap. By rule, you can't pay these guys any money. So you have to be able to continually restock the cupboard. You have to be able to continually infuse your roster with good young players, guys that can play above their salary. And honestly, the 49ers draft classes recently, I mean, Jake Moody's second most valuable draft pick the 49ers made last year, who, by the way, I feel like that guy is not getting enough credit in the Super Bowl. He drills a 55 yarder, the longest made kick to that point in Super Bowl history, which Robbie gold would never even be able to think about by the way, drills it. And then later in the game with two minutes to go under two minutes, he hits the go ahead field goal from like 53 yards away. Nobody says boo because an extra point was blocked. Like
1: was the block fault. Because I will say I was barely looking at that moment.
0: They said on the broadcast that it was, I, I mean, I've, I don't know. I didn't think a kick was like super low. I think that the Chiefs had a uh, the Butker 58 yarder. The one that was longer than Moody's was like an inch away from getting blocked, but it, you know, it just happened to miss the guy's hand. Whereas the one with the Chiefs happened to hit it. I, I don't
1: know. Well, and the only reason they were able to even go into overtime and have a chance to win this game is because Jake Moody's kicks. I mean, he did a fantastic job and unfortunately yep. the blocked kick is huge. Yeah. Uh, but the, I was shocked when he made both of those. 50 plus yarders. Like I was, did not expect it whatsoever. So very proud of him. I did want to go back to these wide receivers though, right? Because we, who just beat the 49ers? It's the Chiefs. And they went back to back years after trading away. This is what's wild. They trade away Tyreek Hill. And the two years that Tyreek Hill has had, you would say, wow, did they make a mistake? But did they? Because they've been able to then. Up- Load up on their defense, pay defensive players. Load up on draft picks on defense. Like they haven't been able to find a replacement for Tyree Kill at all, and it hasn't mattered. now a huge part of that is having Patrick Holmes and no other team has him. So I get that. But even just looking at like Devonte Adams trade, he had a great year, 2022. It did not matter for mm-hmm. the Raiders whatsoever. It, actually, all it did was make Derek Carr lose his job, right? And they were terrible, <laughs> and they sunk again this year with Devonte Adams. It didn't matter, and you know, who's won a playoff game before the Raiders with Adams, the Packers without Rodgers or Adams. It's kind of crazy, but like, so I'm starting like, do you pay these type of wide receivers that I'm okay paying. I like Debo because he does different types of, he's a different player than everyone else in the league. He just is, there's is no other Debo, but there is 20 other Brandon. Ayukes.
0: But how valuable is Debo's running to this point? Like, I think it's way overblown. I don't, I'm not,
1: I'm not talking about his running. I'm talking about his ability after the catch.
0: He had 892 yards and seven touchdowns this year. You can find another guy to do that. That's not that hard to replace that production.
1: He, no. And then he also had, he's the only guy, I don't have the notes on me. So this is going to be annoying. How many rushing yards and touchdowns did he have?
0: Five rushing touchdowns this year.
1: And how many rushing yards? Uh,
0: 225.
1: I, so it must not have to do with the yards. I think he's the only player to have a season with five rushing, five, only wide receiver with five rush, five receiving touchdowns, and now he's done it twice um, in his career, which is just kind of crazy. But he's he's a gadget player that is who he is, and people have to stop worrying about how he can get open down the field. That's not the player he is. You can, you cannot find other Devo Samuels. You can find other players that can get open like IU can.
0: Every team that's ever won a Super Bowl has managed to do it without Debo Samuel. Somehow, even though this guy is like so valuable, I need a guy that can get open on his own. I don't want a guy that Kyle Shanahan has to scheme open every time. Or if you're not playing zone coverage, can't get open. I don't care how good he is with the ball in his hands. If he can't get himself open, you can't get the ball in his hands unless you rearrange the whole game plan to where you have to hand it to him or throw it to him on screen passes. I mean, God, he drops. you want a a guy who can get
1: open and then just stops running for no reason.
0: Uh, yeah, that was not a good look from Brandon Ayuk on that play. There were multiple plays where it seemed like 49ers people kind of gave up in the middle of the play. It was not encouraging. West Bay Niner Talk says, offer a solution then, Michelle. If the 49ers were to let go of Brandon Ayuk, any players in mind, I think this offense would be more balanced without Debo.
1: I, I think you go through the draft. You take a guy in the draft. We'll have to see who's going to be available there. I have to still go through all of my you know, watching tape, looking at my stats to see which wide receivers I like. So I don't want to give you an exact name yet. I know the top guys, but I don't know which ones I like yet. Um, So, but definitely through the draft in the draft class. You'll be able to find someone that maybe isn't as good as Ayuk, maybe is way better. Like it's not, I don't think Ayuk is this insane talent that you cannot replace. He, like I said, in the earlier in this episode, he disappears a ton. How do you know that Kyle Shanahan is not scheming him open? Like, I feel like there's certain players who are, people are like, well, he's only good because of Kyle Shanahan, and then other players, it's not. It's like, how do you decide who's good because of him or not?
0: I think Ayuk's a better route runner. I think Ayuk is a better blocker. I think Ayuk stays healthier. That alone, to me. And by the way, it's not like Ayuk sucks after the catch. Ayuk's awesome after the catch. Yeah. So. I think that Ayuk is the better player. I would Ayuk rather is have Ayuk. a very Ayuk. good
1: player. I just think he's super replaceable. When you think you, of that, then that's the guy you need to get rid of, not the guy that's you cannot replace. Yours is not another Devo in the league.
0: No, but you're getting caught up in the fact that he can run the ball. You don't have to do that with another never wide receiver. There's one caught up that
1: he can run the ball. I don't. Care so what about
0: is him. so irreplaceable because he's it's good after, after the catch? After the
1: catch, yes. I think just go back and watch that Eagles game, and that's where you see the impact of Devo Samuel. When he yeah, has those gifts, not... he takes over. There's never been a game with Ayuk where I'm like, wow, they won because of him. There, I have been so many games where you're like, they do not win this game without Devo taking over. So, like he has that capability. Three. Okay. The Eagles, the Titans game are, those are two easy What Titans game? Uh, Last year on Thursday Night Football. Remember, he broke off that, like, they were not going to win that game unless he broke off that 80 yarder.
0: They did not play the Titans. You know what game I'm talking about.
1: Maybe it was 2021.
0: I can't, if I can't remember it off the top of my head, I feel like. We
1: talk about this game all the time, stats. It was, I was at, Yes, I, I remember completely it was Thursday night game against the Titans. So maybe it was twenty twenty. They lost
0: they... that game. Yeah. Twenty to seventeen. They would lost... not
1: have like an eighty yard run. What he had nine catches
0: for one fifty-nine in the game. But they lost.
1: They there lost the game. Was it the Packers or something? There was some game they were not going to win unless he maybe it was against the Colts. I don't know. There there's been multiple games where without his big plays, they would not have won.
0: West Bay Niner talks as Michelle Ayuk himself said he's the fourth option on the team. Well, so is. let me let me get to this. This is a um, an interesting question, and I thought of it today. Would Kyle Shanahan and maybe the offense be better off if they didn't have as many good players? Because I feel like if, if Kyle, like he never force feeds anybody, and I feel like sometimes that hurts him. Because the 49ers best advantage is that their skill players are better than most people have. Right. But if you're not force feeding anybody the ball, you can let the defense dictate to you who gets the ball a little bit. And you're not maximizing the guys that you have. Whereas if you only have one or two options like the Chiefs with Travis Kelsey, guess who led the Chiefs to receiving Travis Kelsey? Because he had nine because they you knew they were going to him in crunch time.
1: Do you think if Greenlaw doesn't tear his Achilles, they win the Super Bowl? Because Travis Kelsey started to go off after that injury.
0: It's possible. Remember, though, Greenlaw had been dealing with Achilles tendonitis for weeks before that. So, like, clearly it was a thing. Um, but, yeah, I it do think like
1: that happened on a celebration. Oh, my God. He's
0: running onto the field, like, to, to begin a defensive. Did you see the the audio of that? Fred Warner, I don't know if he was mic'd up or somebody else was mic'd up, but they have the audio and Fred just turns and sees him on the ground and screams. No! Oh no. And he was devastated on the sideline. Like had to be consoled by teammates. He was getting emotional. He went to a knee at one point. I think he was crying. Like it was a big deal. And you're right. The defense never looked the same after the Greenlaw injury, which is.
1: It was just, they couldn't figure out how to stop Kelsey. And we were talking about that before. They were doing a good job. Uh, for the majority of the beginning of the game. I think at halftime, he was close to having, what, didn't he only have like one reception at halftime?
0: I think he had one target. Like, they, the Niners defense had shut them down.
1: And then all of a sudden, Kelsey just, it's like, you know it's going to him. But this is what happens against all defenses. It's not just the 49ers. It's like, you don't get how it's possible. You don't get how you cannot stop him because you're like, you know where the ball is going. But clearly, it is Extremely, extremely hard to limit him because even when you know it's going to him, it gets to him and he comes through with the play.
0: Well, and the other thing too with Greenlaw is like he's so physical. Maybe on one of those catches, Greenlaw crushes somebody and forces a fumble, and the 49ers get it back. Although the Chiefs got every damn fumble in the game, but you never know, right? Like if Greenlaw is there, I do think. At the very least, I think that things don't unfold the same way. I think it, the Chiefs might still win, but it happens differently because Greenlaw is such a difference maker for this team. It's just it is a- well
1: because I didn't feel like Mahomes had a very dominant game whatsoever until nope. when they needed him, you know, in the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, even then, and they were field goals and then overtime. It's like he comes through in those biggest moments, and that's what makes him really, really special. But if you told me like that's the game Mahomes has, there's no reason the 49ers didn't win in regular regulation. There's just no reason for it. There was no reason for that game to go into overtime. That's why I think that's why I was so massively depressed because <laughs> like the Chiefs didn't even deserve it. They didn't even deserve it. But the 49ers just anything that could have went wrong went wrong, I guess.
0: It was it was the the fluke bounces of the ball. Did not go the 49ers way. The injury luck didn't go the 49ers way. And the 49ers did not maximize their opportunities. And when you have that combination, you're never winning the game ever, ever, ever. James Welsh says, give Ayuk a real elite quarterback and you'll see him take over a game. The fact that he got 1,300 yards with 75 receptions shows that. I mean, he had a fantastic year this year. Um, Was Cordy be... not
1: putting the ball right in his hands? Like, I'm confused. Yeah. Like, what do you mean uh, if you had an elite quarterback? Can a quarterback throw a ball better for him, where he can get yards after the catch, like Purdy put it right where it needed to go.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the dig at Brock. I mean, Brock Purdy drove his team down the field three times in the fourth quarter in overtime and gave him the lead. He did it in the fourth. They got the touchdown to Jennings. He got a field goal, and then he got the field goal in overtime. Now, again, obviously you want them to be touchdowns, but like the dude's 24 years old. He's in his second full season. He's going again going against the best big game defensive coordinator that we've ever seen guy that's got now four rings as a defensive coordinator. I'm not blaming Brock for this one. I'm sorry.
1: No, Brock at first game in the Super Bowl. I thought he looked completely fine. Was there, you know, moments that you wish maybe he could do a little bit more fine, but I thought he came in very level-headed. It could have been a lot of young guys who come into the Super Bowl or come into any big, time game like this right doesn't have to be the super bowl it would have took him a second to get going i mean they were driving down the field they were moving the ball like pretty much this whole game it wasn't the issue of brock purdy not doing what he needed to do i i think he he did his job did he you know carry the team on his back and win it no and you would like to see that as his career goes on right we didn't expect that in a second season for mm-hmm. him to put the team on his back and win a super bowl but i thought he did plenty enough for this team to win and it was the rest of the players that didn't come through all the way um but talking about IU, people were like well he'll go shine somewhere else no one's saying that he won't be great i mean tyreek hill has led the league in receiving yards without the chiefs like he could go shine someone else somewhere else let him go do that too right let him go be that true wide receiver one who gets consistently targeted if he's that kind of player but I, it, it all comes down to the money for me. If, it, if you're saying Ayuk will sign for $20 million, a 100%, you sign him. But if he wants upward of $30 million, that's where I'm saying this is the si- time to trade him for that first round pick. And this is the time to find his replacement because the class is so good.
0: That's the other thing is, one, financially, it's easier to trade him. Two, you can get a lot of value for him, I think. Although maybe you can't. I don't know. That We're going to find out because that's what's going to go on at the combine. Marquise Brown
1: weeks. got a first rounder.
0: Someone on this show really loved Marquise Brown and kept telling me how awesome he was. Who was that?
1: He played well for the first six games with the Cardinals.
0: Mm-hmm. West Bay Niner talk. The game Michelle is talking about is when Debo ran for 84 yards on a screen pass against the bears in 2021. Yeah. When Debo had his breakout year. Yeah. That's a great year from Debo. But it I, is I think it still...
1: wasn't it the 2022 game, the rain game when they I don't know. I'm getting no. Cause I no. Lost that. I don't know what I'm talking about. There though. was like, a I... screen.
0: It was in the bears game uh, <laughs> the year before Garoppolo was in and the, he was playing like crap. The offense was playing like crap. And then they threw a screen pass to Debo and he went like 84 yards and got tackled at like the one yard line. And then the Niners like from there turned it on. Um, All right. He can't ignite the offense. That is for sure. JCG 1987. Did you see Harbaugh do what Pete and Kyle would never do? We should have ran the ball when asked about 2012. Yeah, that's the other frustrating thing for a lot of people, Michelle. Kyle Shanahan has not admitted a single drop of he never will. guilt. Not anything close. Not only has he not admitted guilt, he has doubled down and said all my thought processes were sound. I you know, he he talks about, well, every play that doesn't work, you look back, but the decisions he doesn't regret any of them. And that's the most heart A disheartening thing for me is that there's no hope that he's ever going to change.
1: The fact he won't just own the overtime call. Like, just own that. Just say, okay, yeah, we messed up. Like, don't try to make up an excuse that you wanted it. Third, like what?
0: <laughs> I went nuts I about that. Like,
1: and then a like also not even considering that Andy Reid would just go for two if they were like, why would you not think that Andy Reid would do that? Like, Andy Reid is that type of coach, and oh. they have Patrick Mahomes. Like, of course they're gonna go for two. They're not gonna just kick at the tight and then give you the ball back, and all you need is a field goal. There's no way they're going to do that. And these should have been all things that they planned, and they clearly didn't. And just own that. Just say we messed up there. Like fans would rather hear you own it and try to make up some excuse where you know. It's just ridiculous.
0: Even if he doesn't publicly admit it, uh, like that's never going to happen. So I'm over that. I don't, that's secondary to me. Just change, just change. Recognize this off season that you have to change, that your thought process in these games is broken. It doesn't work. What universe is it okay to say, Patrick Mahomes, we're going to give you the ball lasts with a chance to win it with a touchdown and a two point conversion. That's we're going to hand that to you, even though that's a situation we most want to avoid in the entire world. <laughs> we're going to hand it to you. And oh, by the way, we had that situation at the end of regulation and we couldn't stop you. From oh, and
1: by the way, we really dislike our defense coordinator and we plan to fire him, especially if we lose <laughs> right. this game, but we're going to trust him to stop you.
0: Let's put the game in his hands. Right. And that's a perfect transition, Michelle. So thank you. People have been talking about defensive coordinator and what the Niners should do. Levin and I have talked about it. I think everybody agrees you have to at least pick up the phone and call Bill Belichick and see. But one of the reasons I would love it if Belichick took the job, apart from the fact that he's a defensive genius, is his game management is so good that I feel like he would make Kyle better. If there was anybody that could convince Kyle that his thinking about stuff is wrong, it would be Bill Belichick because Kyle clearly respects Bill they have a good relationship and that's what i want more than anything someone to just grab kyle shoot to about the collar, and shake him until he <laughs> figures it out
1: he needs to hire someone that can help him with game management like that that just create its own position just yes. game management dude that stands by <sighs> me and helps me and like he really really needs that but he'll never admit that he needs help with that uh i don't know about the belichick thing i don't know if that dynamic would work also the dynamic would like these 49ers defenders have such a different vibe with them, right? Like they just love to like come out and like come swing to come hard. And that's why D'Amico Ryan's worked so well. Like he had that energy. I do think they need to find that guy that they feed off the energy. I think that helped them a ton. Belichick's not going to give them that energy, right? You know who would though is Mike Frabel. Like I think he would be Ugh. a great fit here. You don't like it?
0: No, he had one season as a defensive coordinator and he stunk. I, I think that he's a better coach than he is a coordinator. Actually, he is very good at game management, by the way. Uh, Zach Outson, YouTube channel member, says, I feel like the likeliest outcome this season is they run back the season without significant changes. Kyle and company seem convinced that Wilkes was the only one fix they needed to make. That does, like, it... it it looks like they're kind of pointing at him and saying, like, it's your fault, which is not good because it clearly wasn't his fault. His defense gave up two touchdowns to Patrick Mahomes in five quarters. I get that the vibes were not good and there were things that he never really got. And I understand all of that. But if you just look at the raw statistics and like the raw data, they were third in points per game allowed this year and they were top 10 in yards allowed this year. So that's why I think that this job is not an attractive job because the expectations for whoever they get are going to be sky high.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you there, but it did just feel like I know what the stats say it did just feel like their defense wasn't as dominant this year. They were allowing big chunk plays and it was more about the inconsistency, right? There's some games that are so dominant that you're like, Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Like, look at them. They're just killing it. They came out so strong. They weren't allowing them to do anything. And then other games, you're like, what, where, where, where did the defense go? What's happening? It was the right. inconsistency for me. And that was really the issue there. And, I mean, maybe that's on the players, maybe it's on the coach, but they just have to be more consistent. They don't have to dominate teams every single game, but you can't have it be so opposite. Like you don't want it to be just a roller coaster all year long.
0: Yeah, there were definitely inconsistencies to be sure. Um, since we're talking about defensive coordinator, another name that popped up recently was Brandon Staley. Thanks to an article from Mike Florio of pro football talk who wrote, Some around the league think Shanahan will eventually hire former Rams defensive coordinator and Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley. Now, Shanahan does say that there's no indication that the Niners are interviewing Brandon Staley or any of that, but he's saying league sources around the NFL are saying that they think Staley could be the guy. He was very good with the Rams in 2020. They were first in points allowed and yards allowed. Uh, But the Chargers defense was consistently not good. And so that does scare me a little bit. Although, again, Michelle, another this is another DC who's going to be in Kyle's ear. Uh, Kyle, I think you should go for this fourth down. You know Brandon Staley is going to be down to go oh, for it. On talk
1: about game management issues. Brandon Staley's the worst coach ever for his decision making. That's the biggest reason he's not there, right? Like, talk about, like, ruining games that you should have won. Brandon Staley is the biggest choke artist. We do not want Staley well, and in the same team, please. No, that would be terrible, but there's also other reasons, but I'll let you say what you want to say.
0: It's the perfect mix. Cause you've got Kyle who never goes for it. You got Brandon Staley who always goes for it. You mix them together and it's going to be like the perfect amount of coffee and cream. They'll, they'll eventually come out in the wash to be someone that goes for it an appropriate amount of the time.
1: Yeah, but Brandon say like, stop going for it. Cause he got scared. Like he mm-hmm. would always go for it. And then he got scared off of it. Cause you know, bad, in bad outcomes, but Staley's a terrible game management. Like, please don't put them together. But also I'll say, okay, you brought up the 2020 stats and yes, they are really good. And obviously if you're first in these, these metrics, like you were <laughs> a good defense, like I'm not trying to take that away from him, but also just looking at the schedule, they played some really, really terrible teams and he had Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald in their prime right you, you can't ask for two better players at their positions during that year but they also they played like remember the eagles in 2020 were good they played them uh they played the bills they allowed 35 points to the bills in 2020. then they played the giants the commanders obviously you're not going to allow a point a lot of points to them they played the 49ers allowed jimmy g 24 points and then they played the 49ers again with nick mullins allowed 23. like the teams that they like shut down were really really bad teams really bad offenses the Patriots they allowed three points with Cam Newton like cool good for you like no one Cam Newton didn't score (laughs) points on anyone that year so it's like you go through this list of teams that they played and who they shut down and who they didn't it was like yeah the teams that absolutely sucked they were good against the teams that were good they were mediocre at best or and then even make it to the playoffs for the Rams that year they allowed 32 points to the Packers in the divisional round loss like Brandon Saley was not this guy that transform this Rams defense at all. And he had two of the best players. I I don't think, and then now we've seen how he was with the chargers. They've had one of the worst defenses in the league. I don't think Brandon Staley would be a good fit as a coach, the way his mentality is and his mind works. And then also, I don't think he's that talented of a play caller either on defense. So please know with Brandon Staley.
0: And again, there's no indication that the Niners are interested in Kyle uh, in uh, Brandon Staley. This is just Florio saying, people he's talked to around the league believe that this is what's going to happen and and keep in mind this too the rams made a change at defensive coordinator could have bought brandon staley back and didn't so you know there's that whole thing to this too um i don't know who belichick would be my first choice but beyond that i don't think that's going to happen because i don't think he's going to want to do it beyond that i'm not sure who to hope for michelle i'm gonna i'm gonna do started to do a video series of like potential candidates and who they are and where they've come from. Uh, to try and dig into this. And I, I'm not going to pretend to know who would be a good defensive coordinator because I don't, but I want to learn about these guys and at least try and figure out someone to root for. Cause it makes it more interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when you do that research, you let me know. Cause I don't feel like doing <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> well, I saw Guy Haberman did a video about uh, Anthony Lynn's son. I think his name is Danton or I don't know if he goes by Dan or Danton. I'm not sure. Uh, he's the USC defensive coordinator. He was UCLA's defensive coordinator He's got a lot of, if you go back and like dig in his history, he's got time with a lot of interesting people like Wink Martindale and like he's grown up around a lot of good defensive coordinators. So maybe he could be possible, but again, was I USC have,
1: defense garbage.
0: Well, that he that just why got
1: hired with Caleb Williams.
0: No, he just got hired as the, oh, he wow. was with UCLA last year and they were one of the best gotcha. defenses in the country. Um, okay. I'm going to dig into him. I don't know. Um, but this is a big deal for the 49ers. Like this is a big change. You know, just when you thought that we were going to have like a quiet off season for the foot. Nope. Never three days after the super bowl, bam, defensive coordinators out.
1: Yeah. I will say, I mean, I'm losing the super bowl. There's a lot more to talk about now, I guess about how they're going to fix this and get over the hump. And it does just feel like we're gonna do this all again next year, right? They're gonna be a good team. They're going to be up there for the number one seed in the NFC. They're going to win playoff games. I will not be shocked if they're right back in the Super Bowl. But now I am like I'm going to be like you and Levin, where I just like feel like I'm numb until I I just see it happen.
0: It's not a bad thing though. The big oh no, we're gonna be good again next year. Like
1: yeah. yes, no, it's a great thing.
0: Yeah, great. Brock is gonna be better. i I I don't want them
1: to change too much like everyone's like just blow it all up it's like no they were the number one seed in the nfc because they were the best team in the nfc by far they made it to the super bowl they made it to overtime in the super bowl like this is a great team and if you bring it back one like we brought up that game was decided by the fewest little things and if one thing goes your way then there's the super bowl right like it doesn't mean they have to bring him back exactly. I do think moving on from Steve Wilkes was the right choice. I do. I I think it stinks for him. I know the numbers look good. I don't think he was the right fit for this defense and the right fit for these players that they have on defense. And, then yeah, with the wide receiver money situation, maybe you have to figure that out. And they have to upgrade the offensive line. That has to be key. But besides that, I don't think there's too many dramatic changes they have to make.
0: I would agree with that. Uh, I would like to see some changes, but... I. They're going to be good next year unless they have massive, massive injuries. Uh, they'll be back. And we may be having this conversation again next year. Who knows? Regardless of what happens, though, we will be here with you through all of it. So don't go anywhere. Like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. There's over 200 people watching right now. We appreciate the support. I get it. Like, there's a lot of pain that comes with talking about the 49ers and thinking about the 49ers right now. But look, things are happening, right? The Combine is coming up in a couple of weeks. Niners have, a. they're going to have, I think, 11 picks in the draft. So like, and they're not all like fifth round picks. So we got plenty of draft stuff to have free agency is going to happen in March. Guys are going to get cut. You'll be ready to hurt to be hurt again. By the time the season rolls around, I promise. James Welch says telling you, if Bill took the, took the defensive coordinator job, it's with the long-term vision. He could take Kyle's job. He's a military strategist. Um, I He's necessarily... going to be
1: seventy-two years old in like five in, in a month. Like, I mean, what's the long-term vision here <laughs> for him? I mean, what
0: are you saying, Michelle?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't think he would have too long to be able to take Kyle's job. But I, I do think if I'm Bill, like, do you really want another head coaching job? Just yes. go live a no, happier life as a DC. Like, I just no. feel like it'd be way more chill.
0: Oh well, yeah, maybe. But he, he wants to coach football. I think that's clear. Um. I wouldn't mind a little pressure on Kyle, though, to be honest with you. Like, Jed York came out before the Super Bowl and was like, ah, we're good, like, no matter what. Like, And I, again, I've never been fire Kyle Shanahan guy. I'm still not fire Kyle Shanahan guy. I like Kyle Shanahan. He's a great coach, but I wouldn't mind a little pressure. Everybody needs a little pressure. He in their needs help.
1: Life. He needs help. He's a great play caller. And he needs help, he needs help with the game management stuff. He just does.
0: JCG 1987 YouTube channel member says trade Debo for Tristan Wirfs. Again, the Buccaneers
1: the, would never do that in a gazillion years.
0: The Bucs would never do it, and the money's the money. So, yeah, I mean, we yeah, can get would into They just never do
1: it. If we, you can get an elite uh, wide receiver for really any wide re- – or elite, sorry, elite tackle for any wide receiver. I you mean, do it. Most teams are going to do that. But, yeah, especially – we brought up Debo so good in this system. I, again, he's not going to be as helpful for another system. So, I don't think trading Debo is the best way for the – 49ers to get value whatsoever, because he's the most valuable for the 49ers compared to everyone else. There are teams looking for a guy like Ayuk to be a wide receiver one.
0: But if there are so many good wide receivers in the draft and Ayuk is so replaceable, does he really have that kind of market?
1: Yeah, it matters how early I I do think we might have to wait till draft night. How early are these wide receivers flying off the board? And then does a team get desperate and they're like, okay, let's go get Ayuk. Like we need maybe like the chiefs.
0: I see that. That's what I said. I was like, if if I were the Chiefs, he's exactly the kind of player I would want. Yeah. Rangy guy can make catches. You know, good when Mahomes is scrambling around. Like I could. And totally- then they
1: would have their you can Devo, which is kind of funny because I keep bringing up there is no other Devo. If there is one guy up and coming that could be like Devo, it is Rasheed Rice. We'll see how he ends up. You know, growing as in his second year. But that would be kind of funny because it would be the closest thing in the league to Devo is Rasheed Rice.
0: Uh Wood Pitt 420 says, How long will Kyle stay? It's been seven years, he won't stay forever. He just signed an extension this year. They announced it. Remember that was during the regular season. Um, so I think he's Kyle's... been to two,
1: two Super Bowls, he's been to a gazillion NFC championships, he's like 44 day. He's, he's, yeah, he's here to
0: stay. He's not going anywhere for a while. Uh Jam says, and Mike says,
1: Tomlin can keep his job forever just because he gets uh, you know, those nine wins. That's all that matters, is the, yep. just to have the winning record, then Shanahan's
0: fine. See, I, I feel like you're coming oh my over to goodness. my.
1: Have you guys seen the picture of Ayuk? Or have you seen Ayuk with dread? Oh my goodness! Ayuk is just Mike Tomlin with dreads. Have you seen it? Because I cannot unsee it now.
0: No. It's what?
1: insane. Brandon Ayuk looks exactly like Mike Tomlin if he were to have dreads.
0: Hold on, I'm I think I'm seeing it on.
1: Type oh in Ayuk Mike Tomlin.
0: I never noticed that before.
1: Everyone listening this? needs to just Google Ayuk Mike Tomlin pictures, and it's hilarious.
0: I'm gonna put it in the uh, stream oh if goodness, you're watching yeah. right now. Ayuk is Mike Tomlin with dreads. It's wild, man. That's crazy. How have I'll I not never seen not that before? It. Yeah, that's it. I can't unsee it. Um, do you know the actor Omar Epps who looks exactly like Mike Tomlin? Like oh to- yeah, yeah yeah. That is like unbelievable. But yeah,
1: they're like twins.
0: That is crazy. I did not know that our teams have that kind of connection, Michelle. <laughs> I support it though. I'm here for stuff like that. This is the kind of stuff we need to get us through, get us through the off season. All right. This that's didn't make
1: me feel better. I'll say I'm sad. I had to wait till Friday. Cause it did make me feel better. Um, Good. just to talk through it, to talk about the 49ers without it being just all depressing, like just to talk through it and how they can get better. And they'll be right back here next year. We'll be fine. Everyone will get through it. And uh, at least there's a team that can make us sad by losing a Super Bowl. You know, like you could be a team like the Steelers where you just get blown out in the wild card round every year.
0: I would rather be numb from losing big games than be numb from just being bad the whole regular season. Like, think about we have yeah. to get through the whole offseason, right? All this stuff. If you had no hope for the regular season, think what what would your life be like right now? At least like we're going to be right back next year. We'll be right back. Not maybe not the, in the Steelers Super Bowl, are going to but-
1: have Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Yeah,
0: Woo-hoo. and people stop saying the league is rigged. The league is not rigged. Okay, stop trying to blame Taylor Swift or the officials being rigged. No, no. It's I will say, as rigged. we got
1: to Saturday and Sunday morning, I started thinking more and more. Taylor Swift is not the Chiefs aren't going to lose this game because of Taylor Swift. Like literally, I just knew that there's no way that Taylor Swift is going to lose. She doesn't lose in life. Right. Wins. She only wins. So I was like, I just can't see a world where the chiefs don't win for her because this girl just never loses.
0: Name the last thing Taylor Swift was attached to. That wasn't a massive success.
1: It's insane. She's, she's amazing. It's her world. We're just living in it.
0: Unreal. She's announcing albums and like, she, she gets it. Like she knows, like people like criticize her for announcing her album at the Grammys. It's like, That's the perfect place to announce here. I'm like, do you not realize? Like, She gets the whole picture. She sees the bigger picture. She's unbelievable. And I hate her forever because I will forever (laughs) associate her with the pain of losing another Super Bowl. But don't worry. We will be here with you through it all. Again, Combine coming up. I want to talk. Well, I'm going to try and get some guests on. I want to talk with Mike Tannenbaum to get kind of like inside the NFL of like what goes on at the combine and, and these like conversations that you have. And cause crazy stuff. Remember last year, it was trade, trade Lance. That, that was a thing that was discussed at the combine. Like those conversations are going to be happening. They're going to be happening now. And they're going to be happening in two weeks in Indianapolis. So we're going to have plenty of behind the curtain stuff for you. So like, and subscribe. How much has
1: changed in one year? Last year was, it's going to be Lance or Purdy. Like
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Hilarious. Yes. Uh, and Purdy says, by the way, really quick, he wants to work on two things this off season. Arm strength and mobility. And I'm all for it. More mobile Brock Purdy. Love it. Absolutely. They could use him exactly the way the Chiefs use Mahomes. Use the mobility in the critical, crucial moments. Maybe only one or two times a game, but that's all you're going to need. So, uh, yep, we'll see that too. Michelle, what do you got planned for your first weekend with no football?
1: I'm having a Mario Party night with a couple of friends tonight. We're going to play Mario Party on N64, and it's going to be a blast.
0: N64, you have like an actual N64?
1: Yeah, we do. We bought the controllers off of Amazon. I already had the system and I had the Mario Party game. So this game is like really, really old at this point, over 20 years old. Yes. (laughs) And uh, it it works. It works still. And so we're going to play a little Mario Party and I'm going to win. And I'm very excited.
0: Make sure you give a little... blowing the I, cartridge
1: you have to i had to do it for it to work it was crazy
0: of course you do that, yeah. that everybody knows you gotta blow in the cartridge half yeah. the people watching are like what are those two old people talking about right <laughs> <I know>. now <laughs> we're talking about 16-bit technology damn it no i don't know what it is Oh, the but...
1: graphics are terrible it's hilarious
0: <laughs> that's all right uh jj zero zero watching on twitch says you feel like a yoshi player michelle
1: i'm luigi i'm always yeah luigi.
0: i love luigi
1: he's the best
0: nice luigi doesn't get enough respect i'm a big that's... luigi fan all right my everybody. wife
1: is always yoshi
0: kate Your is wife... such a yoshi,
1: Isn't kate such a yoshi?
0: <laughs> that sounds like a, a like a an insult like it almost no. sounds like a slur no, just
1: like a very happy go like like it's very yoshi it's like
0: <laughs> we got <laughs> what was that i don't
1: know that's what they all sound like i guess all the characters woo Yeah, uh, Yeah, that was really good. Good job. Well,
0: I am Italian. Uh, Jamal says, Luigi is my fave. Uh, Yo, it's Quan says, collab with my podcast at Back Porch Sports. There's going to be a lot of collaboration, I think, this offseason. 49ers content creators are going to unite, hopefully. There's no quarterback controversy, right? We're not going to be arguing about that. So that'll be a nice change of pace for an offseason. Oh, JJ00. As long as it's not Mario, only Scrubs play as Mario in Mario Party.
1: Yeah, that's embarrassing. He'll play as Mario.
0: Do you know the whole, it's a me, Mario? Are you? You... yeah. That is not, he's not actually saying, it's me, Mario, with an Italian accent. He's saying Super Mario in Japanese.
1: Oh, well, right. I like it's a me, Mario better.
0: Right, it, to us, it sounds like, <laughs> it's a me, Mario. But really, yeah. that's how you say Super Mario in Japanese. Anyway, that's my Mario story. Have a good weekend, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back. Again, we're not going anywhere. Me and Vish will be back on Monday. 49ers and 5 is not going anywhere. Like and subscribe to the channel if you would. Please thank you. Have a great weekend, Michelle. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.